Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me again today. Today, we're going to talk about, I guess, the things the best salespeople do when they have a meeting. Yep, I'm going to keep it simple. I know. You guys know how to have meetings. I know. I know. But you know what I want to do? I just want to kind of touch on the mechanics of having a meeting. Just let's go through the mechanics of having an effective meeting. Now, let's say that you've gone ahead. I'm going to frame this as a B2B conversation. You know that all the important decision makers are going to be in that room. So what you need to do Again, the night before, the day before, rather, you're going to confirm that we're still on. Everybody, all the decisions you're going to make are going to be there. And let's say the meeting's at 10 a.m., right? And so step number one is you need to get there early. I know, I know, that's pretty basic is what you're thinking. Yeah, 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 I know. But you need to get there at least an hour early because I like to get there early, especially if I know I'm going to present in a conference room. If I'm going to present in a conference room, one of the things I want to see is the actual room, the actual layout. Yes, I am that guy. Even when I do big speeches, large presentations, uh, here's something I don't usually tell people, but I'm going to tell you, so don't tell anybody else. Every time I do a large keynote for a company, the night before, literally the night before at the hotel where it's going to be held usually, I go look at the room. Why? I can't sleep. I have to see the room before I go to bed that night. Here's why. When I see the room, I visualize myself in the room. I see the people in the audience, and it allows me to, here's the key word, orchestrate what I'm going to do when I present the following day. It helps me orchestrate in my mind. I can begin to see it like a little movie, what I need to do. And if there are any surprises in a room, which has happened to me many times, there's a surprise. For example, I need to make sure I can adjust the room. For example, sometimes the room isn't set up right. In other words, the way they have the tables laid off, laid, laid out may be, uh, I don't know, theater style versus classroom style, tables versus no tables. And again, you might need to make some adjustments. There have been times where I'm there like at 11 o'clock at night, you know, the doors open, I'm moving chairs around, I'm moving tables around because that is my room and I'm going to present. Now, by the way, I do this with the event coordinator's permission. I just don't do this with you know on my own. I let them know. I said, look, this setup is going to be very difficult for me to work. If you really want to maximize my efforts here, please allow me to make these changes. And if they say, okay, I start moving things around myself. And also, I look at the stage where I have to stand. If I want to use flip charts, how many do I use? Where can I position them? I've been in rooms where they have these giant pillars in front of chairs where people can't see. So I have to adjust where I locate the projector so everybody can see what's going on. Anyway, I digress. Back to the meeting. When you're going to a conference room, you want to see how the conference room is laid out. Is it a U-shape? Are they chairs in classroom style? Is it a big conference room table? Is there a lot of space? All these things matter when it comes to you actually, I'll say, performing. Now, listen to what I just said. I just said the word performing, but I don't mean that in the negative sense. I mean that every presentation is an orchestrated performance. You know what you have to say. You know what you want to do. You know what you want to demo. You know where you want to talk. You want to stand here. You want to do this. You want to show this. You want to make sure everybody can see what you're doing. In other words, you have to orchestrate your moves. It is, to some extent, a performance. Now, when you go into the room, 
look at the setup. If it's not what you like, then guess what? You'll have to figure out how to make the best adjustments. There are going to be times where you simply can't do anything. The table is the table, the chair is the chairs, the chairs are the chairs, and the room size is the room size. But what you can change is how you choose to present. I'll give you one example. In one room, I wanted to present, I was going to use a PowerPoint. I had a PowerPoint set up, I designed the PowerPoint slides, everything, the projector, but the way it was being projected, first of all, the projector wasn't that good. Two, when I got in there, I realized if I used the projector, certain people wouldn't be able to see the presentation. So immediately, what I did is I asked the secretary if there was a flip chart available. She says, yes, there is. So they brought in a flip chart, and I used that to do the actual presentation, and it was much more effective. Now, I handed out the brochures. You know, I did the basics, right? Hand out the brochures, the booklets, whatever, the agenda, and I did the basics. So keep that in mind. It's always good to adjust. Look at the room early on. All right. Fast forward, we're in the room, people are starting to arrive. Now, they may arrive 10 to 15 minutes early before the actual meeting starts. Here's what you need to do. You need to greet everybody that walks through that door. And if you can get their business card, that's even better. The best way to prompt that is by giving them your business card. But by greeting everybody, asking for their name, remembering it, I always repeat it. They'll say, let's say, I don't know, John Johnson. I'll say, John Johnson, got it, John Pleasure to meet you. And I just say that name because I need to hear it. I said, here's my business card. Thank you for taking the time joining us today. Now I got John's name down in my head, right? Got his business card. And again, I now have his contact information. By greeting people and then asking them, so John, what do you do? I see on your business card right here, you're a chief information officer. You know, how long have you been with the company? He'll say five to 10 years. And if I have time, I'll say, I said, what was one of the things or one of the reasons that compelled you to want to attend this meeting? And he'll say, well, Victor, I want to know about this. Now, what's going on here? By asking him his name, his position, acknowledging his title, and then asking him, what is the one thing that really drove you here? He now gives me his priority for being in that room. Now imagine if there's only seven people coming to the meeting, and I understand the seven different priorities. Then it is my job as a salesperson to keep those seven in mind as I present. And every, as I'm presenting, what I want to do is address those priorities and knock them down one at a time. That is effective presenting. So again, make sure you're there to greet people, exchange business cards, ask them for their one key thing, one, drive, one big reason for them being in that room, and something else is going to happen. When you ask people, why are you here, it initiates a dialogue. But also, when you're presenting and you're addressing their issues, you're going to feel the resistance in that room drop a little bit. Why? Because you're hitting all the key points that the seven folks in that room are thinking about. And by the way, do you think you're going to have seven different opinions from seven different people? No. What usually happens is that two or three people are going to say the same thing which means you probably only have maybe three to five issues to deal with in that room. But again, being able to address that from the front of the room is what makes a powerful presentation. Now, when you open the presentation, it's okay to propose an agenda. Here's what we're gonna do. Highlight what you're gonna do. Just hit it very quickly. Say, look, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about this product. We've done some research. You know, we want to also share some findings with you and then maybe have a discussion with you on how we may or may not be able to work together. Does that sound fair? So I've just kind of set an agenda. And again, you've also set the intention. The intention is what? 
if there's a, how do you say, a combination here that we can work with, if there's some synchronicity here, if there's some quid pro quo, we can help you, you can help us. If we can work together, then let's let that be the decision we make towards the end of this meeting. Is that fair? So again, propose an agenda, and within that agenda, just set the intention. My intention here is to show you that we can help your business grow, and then jump into the presentation. But remember, when you're starting out a presentation, start out with their pain points first. Start out by demonstrating that you understand what they're going through. Again, when you're doing, dealing with B2B, I always say it's about three things, increasing revenue, reducing costs, or expanding market share. That's what these companies care about. So if you can start out your presentation demonstrating knowledge about their business, demonstrating knowledge about the market, and also sharing with them some insights, some research that you've uncovered that they may want to look at, then and only then should should you then pivot into how you can help them. Do not, do not open the meeting with about who you are, your mission statement, how big you are, and how many companies you work with. Please don't do that. That's just puking all over the customer, telling them all about you. Forget about you for a moment. Demonstrate first that you care about them. Talk about their issues, and you will see a difference in how they receive your information. Well, anyway, that is it for the Sales Influence Podcast. Quick tips on how to have a great B2B sales meeting. Don't forget to leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. Let me know what you think. I'd greatly appreciate it. Also, check out my online sales training platform, the Sales Mastery Academy. Again, we've got many courses on there. We've got about 400 videos now, my 13 books, and we've changed the pricing structure so anyone, anyone can afford to be on the platform. So check it out at salesmasteryacademy.us. Check it out at salesmasteryacademy.us. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care. Hi, I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. I'm often asked, what makes a great speaker? Is it someone who delivers real content that the audience can use? Is it someone who engages the audience so they're part of the learning experience? Or is it someone who can motivate an audience to push them beyond their comfort zone and discover new abilities? The answer is yes. But the most important thing to remember is that I'm not there to look good. I'm there to make my client look good. Simply put, it's never about me and it's always about them.